Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to a new episode of the Man from New York podcast. Now I'm recording this, it is June 8th and that's a big day for New York City because New York City is open for business. Well, kind of. New York City is entering what they call phase one here in New York State of reopening of businesses and places trying and starting to get back to normal for New York City. That means that the transit system will be running uh, sort of what they call a full capacity as far as schedule-wise and, you know, availability of trains and buses. Uh, Many workers are expected to return uh, to the workspace, uh, even with workplace restrictions as far as social distancing. Construction workers are expected to go back to construction projects. Uh, Many businesses that were closed were expected to open. Uh, Many retail places will have what they call curbside pickup. So New York is trying to get back to normal in the face of what has been a horrible pandemic. Over 105,000 people dead across the country. But... As we try to get back to normal, a lot of things have happened. And of course, we've had uh, these enormous protests across the country, and especially here in New York City. And we've had, you know, we had incidents of this craziness and, and sort of unrest in the streets. And as we are trying to get back to normal, you know, there are rumors and rumblings at City Hall about big changes at the New York City Police Department. Uh... And, you know, as we've seen the, the gatherings outside of from the protests, people in Times Square, Washington Square Park, and Brooklyn, whatever, or even just go outside and see regular, regular everyday interactions, it seems like people have just kind of just said, you know what, the hell with coronavirus. They've kind of like given the middle finger to COVID-19 and said, we ain't, we ain't that worried about you. So, I guess I know people are wearing masks. But masks are supposed to be sort of working in tandem with social distancing and, you know, hand sanitizer and stuff like that. So we will probably see in a couple of weeks if there's going to be a big spike in numbers. Hopefully there won't be. Hopefully uh, perhaps a miracle has happened, right? Uh, but still, uh, we're still in the middle of a crisis. Uh, we're still in the middle, you know, we're facing unprecedented economic calamity. In fact, I was watching... Uh, I was in the program they were talking about our outlooks for the economy, you know, globally. And they're basically saying, like, you know, it's going to be like almost 10 years before we get back to where we were, which sounds cr- horrible. And especially if you think about people who made it through the Great Recession, which started in 2008. There were a lot of people who never got made whole. They lost their homes. They lost their jobs. Yes, maybe they got new jobs, and maybe they got new homes, but some people never really recovered. And now we've got, if you're one of those people, now you got like another decade of stagnation. Ah, man, these are some hard freaking times. And, but that's why places across the country trying to get back to normal, get the economy going. Las Vegas is back. I saw video footage online of people in Vegas uh, in the casinos, don't sound like they were wearing masks to many people. Not at all, really. Or it makes sense that Vegas is 
one of the first places reopening, really, because we've all decided to take a gamble with what's happening, right? We've all kind of decided we got to get back to normal. We got to get money. People are tired of being cooped up. People are tired of social distancing. People are desperate and hunger for interaction and affection. People are feeling frisky. It's summertime, right? You want to go outside. You want to have fun. Uh, and, you know, you people want to date. They want to hook up. So, you know, it's... It is what it is, right? So we we got through this tough time. And, you know, I think I think about what they said, hundreds of thousands of workers here in New York are expected to return to the office. And they're going to be taking the subways and the trains. And I don't know about you, anyone who's listening, who live here in New York. I haven't been on a subway or a bus in almost three months. And I'm kind of okay with that. Like, and I'm someone who loves... I love traveling around the city. As much as I complain about the subway and buses, they still are the best way to get around and get places quickly. But because of what's happening, what has happened with the pandemic, I'm I'm not really in a rush to get on a subway or a bus and and sit next to strangers if I have to for any prolonged period of time. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to navigate being a New Yorker because I don't drive. Uh, maybe I could. I don't. I don't bike either. So, I don't know, maybe I can invest in a paraglide. Maybe I can fly around the city if that's possible. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that are happening that, that make you rethink uh, life in the city. In fact, there's an article in the New York Times about people who have left New York, apparently for good, who in the middle of the pandemic got the heck out of town, right? And they moved either to just maybe some of the suburbs outside, right outside the city, or even different states. Maybe they went back to their hometowns if they're not native New Yorkers. And I know a lot of people have some strong feelings about that. A lot of people feel like, hey, if you can't cut it out during a tough time, then you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be a New Yorker. And I want to say I kind of disagree with that. Because, yes, New Yorkers are tough, and we... We've gone through everything from terrorist attacks uh, to, you know, anything you could think of that has been thrown at this city. We've gone through it. And we've endured. But there's a lot of people who are native New Yorkers or people who have lived here for 20, 30, 40 years who if they could leave New York, they would leave. But they can't because it's too expensive. Like, even though living in New York is too expensive, they can't afford to leave New York, right? Because either their jobs are here, or they've got too many relatives and family here, or their roots are here. They just can't leave. But if they could leave, they would leave. If they could find somewhere cheaper and maybe a little bit cleaner as far as air and maybe a little bit more open spaces, they would go. Uh, but they can't. So I'm not going to begrudge those people who just said, who got out of town, right? Because, yeah scared of the pandemic or maybe they saw the protests and they saw some of the uh other things that happened surrounding the near the protests the looting and the destruction the vandalism and say i gotta get out of new york and you know there's a real fear there's a people who feel like the city is slipping back into an abyss which i don't think that's quite happening uh is the city regressing in some places and moments it has and it's been happening for a couple of years now. If you look at homelessness in the streets, if you look at the amount of, you know, people in the street who seem to be mentally or emotionally disturbed, uh, 
but that's been going on even before the pandemic, before everything, the economy kind of uh, crashed. There, you know, there's been signs in the city the past couple of years that, you know, things have not been what they should be. And so there's a great fear, especially with the images that we saw of fire and, and people uh, looting stores. There were great fear that, oh, here comes this, the 70s again. Here comes the bad old days where, you know, Charles Bronson death wish New York days. And are we going back to those days? I, I don't think so. Do I think, are we in for some trouble? Perhaps, yeah. And of course, that brings to the question of what's happening with the police department. Uh, there's a lot of uproar about police activities and actions and the responses to it. People are upset with the cops. The cops seem to be upset with the people, judging by some of the baton uh, flinging going on and, and hitting going on. So there's all this tension in the city, which isn't new. There's been different points in the city where you've had this incredible tension among different people. Uh, a lot of times it's been around it's been around race and policing or uh, this the economy and sort of the resources. So this is one of those other periods that we are dealing with in the city, and we will get over it. Yes, it seems things things seem really dire. But there will be a point where we look back and say, oh, remember 2020 when everyone was sick and then plus people were in the streets protesting and there was fighting and there was cops beating people up and there was looting and there was, and we will, we will get through it. Uh, how, how well we get through it, you know, that depends on vision, which we don't really see a lot of that from leadership. And I don't want to get too partisan, political, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, there's been a failure of leadership coming, I think, from many directions. I know it's, it's the easy thing is to beat up on Bill de Blasio. And, and not that he hasn't earned fair criticism. Uh, I think the governor, Cuomo, he, he received rave remarks for his response during the coronavirus, but he deserves a lot of criticism too. I think almost every elected official in this city has failed at some point during the crisis or crisis upon crisis that we've been in the past couple of months is really articulating to people where do we go and how do we get there. So, yeah, I think there's, you know, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot of work uh, to be as far as not only healing, but building a city that is more equitable, that that is more affordable. Now, I mentioned, I think on my Twitter account, I was like, what do I want to see like post-pandemic New York City? Yeah, I want to see more affordable housing. I want to see, you know, easier for artists and easier for just the regular working everyday man or woman to have a roof over their head. Like, bring back the the, the residential hotels and the single-room occupancies, which we kind of, I think, zoned out of existence. Uh, bring back drugstores that make hamburgers and milkshakes, you know, like back in the old days. Bring back Woolworths. If you want to make me happy, bring back Woolworths, you know. That's probably not happening, but still. You know, so there's a lot of things I want to see just here in New York uh, as far as, you know, how do we get uh, forward? How do we move forward past everything that's happening? Also, education, right? That's, as we see, because of the crisis, remote learning and you're trying to figure out what's going to happen in the fall. If there's a 
second wave or we haven't really left the first wave of coronavirus, but what's going to happen in the fall with kids learning and teachers? So now is the time to be bold, really, and to just think new things and, and experiment with things we've never done before and try to find a new way uh, for the city to to be New York. New York is going to be New York, right? I think uh, one way or the other. But how do we keep it moving in the right direction? Uh, because despite all the tension, despite all the troubles, New York has been trending upward, even though there's been disparities as far as education, uh, who fills the brunt of law enforcement activities, of economic uh, development. Still, I believe the progress has been moving forward for years, especially if you look at where the city used to be and where it is now. And, you know, going back to the policing and one of the reasons why we can have debates about uh, people talk about defund the police, abolish the police, which are complicated terms that have been simplified, which to me is horrible messaging. It, you don't say one thing, and then when people say that's horrible, you say, well, that's not what I really meant. I mean, that's not, that's not really good messaging. But uh, the reason why we can have all these, so these debates about law enforcement is because New York is relatively safe when it comes to being a big city. Uh, we cannot have these debates if it was the early 90s during the crack epidemic or if it was the 80s when it seemed like everyone their mom was getting mugged uh, at every moment or when there was a... People talk about the trains being dirty now. Think about the 80s when there was this just literally garbage almost in every train car and every platform. So compared to like Back then, the subways might as well be, you know, the, the Buckingham Palace. So, we, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the moment. Uh, and we, we, especially in New York, sometimes we be a little dramatic with our descriptions. But that's who we are. And, and, and that's how we kind of get through. But New York is trying to be back in business. And, you know... What is that going to look like? What is this summer going to look like? Uh, I don't know when beaches are going to open. Uh, I assume at some point they will. Because you can't have a whole summer of New York City of people not being able to go to the beach. Maybe they can, I don't know. Maybe you have to go online and get, get a free ticket to go to the beach or something. My biggest concern about summertime in New York is Con Edison. Can Con Edison hold up the freaking grid and that's i'm I'm worried about that during regular summers but now summer where we've got uh just you know millions of people at home working from home air conditioners blasting residential spaces you know can the con edison get the job done i'm doubtful and i'm worried and of course Hurricane season started last week, right? Woohoo! That's another thing to talk about. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Twenty twenty is is a heck of a decade. I'm sorry, a heck of a year so far. Uh, six months in, and it's just been like an apocalyptic uh, sort of just carnival. It seems, and who knows? You know, it would be interesting is perhaps 
maybe the rest of the year. We're six months in. Perhaps maybe the rest of the year will be bountiful and beautiful and prosperous. We don't know. Perhaps maybe some, you know, researcher will discover that saltine crackers cure COVID-19. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe the economy will come back roaring and we'll all be walking around with, like, Apple Watches for each wrist. And, you know, everything will be wonderful and beautiful. I don't don't know. Remember, we still got an election, too, this year. We got the presidential election in November. And that campaign is really, you know, it really hasn't got started started yet, right? So all that comes with that, all the political uh, ramifications and upheavals and the social, uh, it's, it's, these are some rough times, like I said before, uh, but we can't get through this either through meditation, prayer, for some people it will be wine or something stronger, tequila maybe. Or maybe, you know, something a little bit more uh, gentle, like ice cream. Ice cream is a great, uh, it's a great stress reliever. So ice cream has a way of just making everything make sense. You could be having the worst day in the world, but you have a good bowl of ice cream and suddenly everything seems to fit perfectly. The universe has order when there's a good bowl of ice cream uh, involved uh, in your life. So I just want to share some of my thoughts and feelings on New York City, back in business, sort of. You've been listening to Man from New York. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price Man. You know the deal. That's Glenn with two ends, Price, Man with two ends. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. Yeah.